Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We want them to leave here just better as people. So when they leave here, they can look back and be like, man, that discipline, that accountability, all those morning lists, Coach Forbes reminding us about how important it is to get your degree. Those things are what are going to have the most impact. This is the Reform Sports Project, a podcast about restoring healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. Hi, this is Nick Bonacore from the Reform Sports Project Podcast. Today, I have someone very special to me, my former coach and the current head baseball coach at the University of North Carolina, Scott Forbes. After following his mentor, Mike Fox, to Chapel Hill from North Carolina Wesleyan, Coach Forbes has helped lead the team to seven appearances in the College World Series, seven ACC division titles, and three ACC tournament titles. Scott and I talk about his beginnings as a coach, keeping doors open, and his relationship with his players. I am fired up. I've kind of been borderline harassing him here. He's giving me his time, but it's all love. Head baseball coach, University of North Carolina, the Tar Heels, longtime friend of mine, Scott Forbes. Coach Forbes, thanks for hopping on, man. Awesome to be on here, Nick. Excited about it. Well, I appreciate you, man, as always. And coach, you know, we, we've spoken several times over the last few years on the topic of youth sports. And I was able to get up there during the fall and, and talk with you some uh, while you were scrimmaging uh, Vanderbilt, which was awesome. But what I want to get to, you know, you took over the head coaching job from a legend, right? Mike Fox uh, retired, you know, last year was your full year as the head baseball coach University of North Carolina. But I remember you, my freshman year at North Carolina Wesleyan, when you were a grad assistant. It was your first year coaching, I believe. You had just finished playing. You were, you know, still going to school. And I got to ask you, man, when you went to North Carolina Wesleyan and you were the grad assistant in 1998, did you ever think like, oh, one day this is my track to get to the University of North Carolina, be a Power 5 head coach? <laughs> no, not one time did I ever think that. Um, you know, honestly, I, I did that that year because I was on the five-year plan and I wanted to stay involved. And after playing, you know, your whole life and that's all you've done, you really don't know what to do. When Coach gave me that opportunity to be the grad or student assistant in North Carolina Westland, with the rules of Division Three, I could still – I learned a ton because I could go recruit. I could – he gave me a lot of responsibilities. But, no, you know, I was just trying to figure out at that point, you know, wonder what I, what the next step for me will be. And little did I know that 
I would still be coaching all these years later. So when you started, when you were in that role that, I guess it's a volunteer, I don't know what, what you call that role, a grad assistant role, assistant coach role, were you still trying to feel out if you wanted to get into coaching? Yeah, you know, then I really, I would say I was actually feeling that out a little bit more later. Um, I think that year, it was, you know, I had a year of school left, and I still was really close with a lot of the guys that were on the team. So I got to be around them and, uh, you know, see that side of coaching. And, you know, I think Coach was able to pay me like a 1000 bucks, so it supplemented me a little bit um, where I didn't have to go out and get a regular job yet. Um, but I wasn't sure at the time. You know, I was just enjoying it. But I definitely, as the year went on that year, I do remember thinking like, you know, okay, this is pretty cool from the standpoint of it's a lot different. You look at things a lot different when you're on the coaching side than you do it on the player side. You know, you bring, I mean, I'm listening to you say you got paid a thousand bucks and I'm going, wow, that would be great. You know, maybe it would pay like half of, I got six kids, so maybe it would pay half of my grocery bill for the month for crying out loud. It's crazy, but you hear about salaries at the coaching, you know, you're all this of the sport and people think you get into coaching and all of a sudden you're going to become a multimillionaire. And I've talked to enough, <laughs> I talked to enough of you coaches, man. I hear it, man. That's a grind that I remember your first head coaching job. I was on the team for the Wilmington Sharks in 99. Can you talk about that grind in coaching? Cause you don't get into it for the money. No, you shouldn't. Um, you know, I think some may, which is, you know, really what you should not be in coaching for. You can get lucky and, and, you know, maybe one day. Um, if things fall into place, you might make some decent money, but if that ever comes ahead of why you truly started coaching, you know, you're losing sight of, of what you're, what you're really in it for. Um, the purity of coaching and having an impact and, you know, really helping these kids develop. And, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, why do you coach? You have to ask yourself that question every single day. And if it's about, you know, if you, if you want a, an hourly job and, you want to make a lot of money with nine to five, coach is not going to work out for you. You brought up that word. You say the word why, you know, and I think that's, I know for me in my own professional career, you know, there were times I had to revisit my why, right? Because if you're only chasing the dollars, it's easy to get sucked into number one and two, I feel like you can never be fulfilled. How important is it to visit that why uh, from a coaching aspect of making sure you're, you mentioned the purity, right? Trying to help somebody else. I mean, is that all what it comes down to at the end of the day, just trying to really be a servant leader and try to help these kids prepare for life? Yeah, I think, you know, I think any of us can be guilty of, you know, if you move up in any line of, of work and and you, you know, quote, more successful um, when it comes to producing or wins and losses in sports, you know, obviously, because that's what, you know, the, the normal person judges most people on their performance as a player and the win and loss as a coach. But, you know, if, you, if deep down you know that, okay, here's why I'm doing it, and you have to trust that that side of it's going to take care of itself. So I think as you continue to get older and, you know, the more successful you are, the more you should be asking yourself that question so you don't lose sight. You know, you don't you don't concentrate on the wrong things and you're focusing on the right things. And I read a book really early in my uh, when I started coaching. Um, I believe it was called Winning Takes Care of Itself. Um, or the score will take care of itself, whatever, by Bill Walsh, former 49ers coach. And that really stuck out to me as like, okay, that's a great point. Like, if you do all this and all this and all this, that, that all that other stuff will take care of itself. There's a great line in business that they say, if you take care of the top line, the bottom line will follow. And I look at it like, you know, if you're in a performance-based uh, occupation, you know, 
obviously the wins and losses have to play into it. But at the same time, does it, if you know, if you take care of everything else, did you really believe in that? Is that hard to buy into, especially as you're trying to make a name for yourself in coaching? Like I got to trust, you know, people like to talk about the process. I got to trust what I believe. I got to trust my core values that it will take care of itself. Do you find yourself having to revisit that often to make sure that you like, like you stay focused on your why? Yeah, I would say there was a point um, for sure. You know, I remember very vividly after we went to Omaha four years in a row. And, uh, you know, there's a time we all have to make sure that we have that mirror conversation. It's like, okay, like you're no different now than you were before you made a trip to Omaha. Let's don't, let's don't get, let's don't start thinking you're, you're this or that. Um, and just bringing yourself back down to earth, understanding that in sports, you know, you can, being the national championship one year and not being a regional the next. And that's, that's just part of what we do. Um, but I think it's important that we all have that conversation with ourselves a ton. Um, because at the end of the day, you have to believe it, uh, yourself or you're, you're wasting that, that conversation. Um, you know, you have to believe that, okay, I'm coaching so I can have this conversation that I'm having with Nick right now because, of coaching him in the Coastal Plain League where we built a relationship. It wasn't just about helping Nick, you know, go back to North Carolina Westland and be a starting catcher. There was more to it than that. And at the end of the day, I think it's so important because a lot of youth athletes will listen to this and, and it's so easy to get caught up on the social media. You're going to showcases, you're traveling around the country. It's so prevalent now where parents and kids are going all over this trying to get seen. And it's almost like at times we get disconnected with, you know, do we forget as parents or even as young players, you know, why we're doing this for the joy of the game? Because I feel like the more fun you're having, I think that translates ultimately to performance. If you're having fun, you might be willing to do those early workouts. They don't necessarily want to or do those extra things. So how important is it? How do you find the joy and make sure you're constantly aware that that is the ultimate why you're playing, but at the same time, keeping that edge and knowing that, hey, I have to have intent, you know, while I'm doing this? Yeah, 100%. I don't, uh, you know, something that I, I do observe now more I always try to observe things when you're watching kids play. And that is definitely a trend that is somewhat concerning is you watch kids play and you wonder, like, are they even enjoying it? You know, like, I go back to when I was younger. Like, I always felt like I was having a blast. You know, it was the one thing, playing baseball, basketball, whatever it was, football. Like, there were times where, you know, you could be down or you're down on yourself because you're struggling. But, and I really do enjoy now trying to help these kids understand, okay, here's how you find more joy here's how you will have more fun you know when you're when you're leading these kids you want them to understand like if you, if you do all these things and you're a great teammate and you're working you know you should you should have a blast you know now if you're not doing those things okay that little voice is going to speak to you and you may not be you may not deserve to have that fun because you're not the type of teammate that you need to be um or you're not working at the level uh, that you have to work to get the results that you want to get. But, you know, as John Wooden said, too, like you have to really love your people to get the most out of them. And that means when you love somebody, you get to know them. If you don't get to know the kids that you're coaching and what makes them tick, it's really hard to get the most out of that individual kid. You got my mind racing. I did a tweet the other day, and it was based off a conversation I had with a coach uh, here recently. He he told me, and I hear this all the time, and I know this is something that you've probably heard too along your path. Um, he told me he reached out to a kid. Now, this is a Division II top 25 coach, and he reached out to a junior, um, 
kid has no offers and is not obviously not committed anywhere. And and he said the conversation was fine, but the kid kind of told him like, listen, I appreciate it, but I'm really interested in going to to Division One. But thank you so much for you know reaching out. Um, and I hear that, and I'm like. It blows my mind. I can't even fathom that idea. Like, I get chasing your ultimate dream, right? If your dream is to play for University of North Carolina, you know, pursuing that. But why not keep doors open? You know, can you talk a little bit about that? Because you're a D3 guy. Here you are coaching at the highest level of college sports. Like, what doors can open and why maybe kids should keep an open mind? Yeah, that's and then when I have a chance to talk to to different groups about the recruiting process, that's the first thing I tell them is everybody's got to pass. And, you know, it's just not it's not that easy to go play it in North Carolina and LSU, um, you know, Mississippi State, you know, all those type of schools or necessarily a Division One. And what people don't realize is there are a lot of Division Twos and Division Threes that can line up with a bunch of Division Ones, not just line up with them, but beat them. Um, and just trying to educate, you know, that, that is something where in today's world, you know, it ain't cool necessarily to tweet out that you're going to this school or that school um, and people are caught up in the wrong things. Because if you really do your research, you know, especially in baseball, you know, junior colleges, division twos, NAIs, division threes, I mean, there's good baseball all over the country. And that's the point. Do you think that you know, you look at the transfer portal, is that a direct correlation to maybe kids maybe over? Because, I mean, listen, you're getting the cream of the crop, obviously, in North Carolina. You have the best kids in the country going there. But, I mean, do you see a direct result of maybe kids overshooting or even such, you know, maybe getting bad advice? You know, that's a hot topic that people say, and I've heard many coaches say this, that coaches or trainers or such who are being paid by the family who may not be giving the best advice, and maybe there's some some ulterior motives there. Um, I don't know if you could speak on that, but I think from an education standpoint, I think it's important for parents and kids that there is a reality that there is an element out there where people might not always have your best interests in mind, and particularly finding the right fit. Yeah, you have to be careful who you listen to, that's for sure. And uh, do I think a lot of people are giving bad advice? Yes, they, they definitely are. So you want to make sure you're researching who you're getting that advice from. Um, and I think it's very important that uh, you don't shoot down dreams as a parent, but you also uh, you know, have enough awareness that you can help your your son or your daughter you know, through the process from the standpoint of, okay, um, you know, here as a family, you know, here's what, what we think and you can have these goals, but as it continues to go through the process, understand that sometimes, you know, if your goal is to be in North Carolina, it may not be right now. You know, it might be going to a junior college and then being recruited out of that junior college, or it might be going to a North Carolina Westland and, you know, you end up getting there and you absolutely love it and that's where you thrive. So, I think what you said a while ago is be careful closing doors too soon um, because you might want that same door that you closed to be open because the options you thought were going to be there never end up being there. That's a vital component of it. And, you know, it's building relationships, right? You mentioned how we're sitting here talking today because we had a relationship, you know, 20 plus years ago. And here we are. We've always stayed in touch and always kept in contact. But here we are. You know, one of the reasons why I feel so passionately about this is because of that summer that we had in 1999 playing for the Sharks. And I remember we had just won the Division Three National Championship and I was fortunate to get invited myself, Jason Sigley, Sean Fleming and Buddy Hernandez, right? Our three pitchers on our team that won the national title. Here I am. And I'm, I'll never forget 
forget this. I tell this story a lot. We show up to practice. We're a few days late because we you know, won the national title. And I'll never forget the first thing that I noticed walking up to the first practice was big Michael Johnson and his white Clemson cleats. You know, I was like, oh, because up until that point, the only time I saw those was on TV, you know, at at the College World Series. And I was. (laughs) Oh, MJ, big MJ. Yeah, big country. And I'm looking at his shoes going, where the heck am I right now? Like, do I belong here? Holy cow. This is Clemson. This is South. We have guys from South Carolina, you know, obviously from all over the ACC and SEC on that team. And here we are, our little D3 guys. And. Our team ended up winning the championship. You know, we ended up, our pitchers were dominant. You know, I started, I got a lot better from that experience. You had Jason Howell, right, who's now your assistant, was on that team. Jamie Poston from South Carolina. Tim Levine from Virginia. You know, he ends up going to AAA. But I mean, all these guys, here we are. And I never once felt like I couldn't compete there. I, you know, I, did I feel like there was a difference? Sure. You know, guys, the balls went a lot further in BP for some of those power fights, like Michael Johnson and others. But I never felt like I didn't belong. And then you have Buddy Hernandez, Sean Fleming, Jason Sibley just shoving that whole summer and dominating. Guys were wondering why they were at North Carolina Wesleyan. So I think it's important to tell that story because at first hand, here's these D3 guys competing right up there with the best of the best. Do you think that that's something that kids should keep in mind that, hey, if you're good enough, you can get drafted like Buddy was on the 40-man roster. Guys get go pro from all levels of college sports. Yeah, 100%, and especially in baseball, but other sports too. Um, you know, go look where uh, you know Jerry Rice played college football or, 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 or just a bunch of great, even Hall of Fame-type players. Um, they're not always at the name schools. Um, and I remember that, you know, Obviously, I had the luxury of being around you guys before I had uh, come to UNC and taken that job with the Wilmington Sharks, and I knew that if I could get you four guys at the end of the day, you could help us win in that league. Um, And that's the key. You know, these kids understanding that there is good baseball all over the country. And what you're looking for is not necessarily just the name of a school, but you're looking for a great program, you know, one that you're going to improve, obviously, as a player, but you're going to leave that program better all around in every in every area. And you're going to get an unbelievable degree wherever you are, like the things that people don't talk enough about. When Coach Forbes and I return, we'll dig into his legacy and his focus on being a blue-collar team. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back to the Reform Sports Project Podcast. Where Scott and I left off, we were about to discuss his legacy as a coach and relationship with his players. You're as competitive as anyone I've ever met in my life, right? Obviously, that's what drives a lot of us, you know, ultra competitive. And you've, you've won at the highest level and been around success, you know, your entire career. But when you peel back the layers of the onion, you know, when, when your time, you know, let's say it's 30 years from now, what do you want to have the biggest impact? What do you want to have the legacy of Scott Forbes? Is it just to win national titles? Is it to go to Omaha? What do you want kids and your players to say about you and your kind of legacy to be as, as things move along? Man, that's, it's funny you said that because we just uh, we just had our first pitch banquet, um, and I'm standing up there. You know, really, we had it last year. It was it was virtual, so it was a lot different. You know, and I'm just looking at all the former players, and it's, you know, it can get you pretty emotional. The older you get, and the more you coach, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, all these former players. Like that's that's who had allowed us and me as a coach to be successful because if you lose sight of that that it's about your players that's the number one most important thing current players when they leave here they're always your former players you know I I would say that I would always hope that every player that comes through the University of North Carolina's baseball program know they, they know individually when they leave whether or not they're a superstar whether or not they didn't play at all that they were generally cared about, and as corny as it sounds, we talk about in our program all the time, is how powerful the word love is, that they know there's more to our program than just winning. And you made you made the statement about being competitive, and, and yeah, like I'm never going to apologize for that. And our players know that. Like Once the game starts, once we go between the white lines, we've got one goal. And that's never going to change. You know, that's, that's how we're supposed to, to be when the game starts. But there are a lot of other things that happen on the other side of those white lines that, in my opinion, are going to impact these kids more when it comes to their just their life. Because their amount of time here at UNC is so short, you know, Nick, and that's why we always talk about here, like, okay, what is our mission statement? And our guys know, like, we want them to leave here just better um, as people. So when they leave here, man, like, they – they can look back and be like, man, that discipline, that accountability, um, all those morning lifts, uh, you know, those guest speakers, you know, Coach Forbes reminding us all the time about how important it is to get your degree. Those things, those things are what are going to have the most impact on your life. 
obviously we want our guys to leave here too to have reached their full potential in baseball but there's so much more to it and just knowing that like okay as players know Nick you knew every every coach you've ever played for if you look back on it you know okay that coach really cares or he doesn't and you know it would be a really tough pill to swallow if it was the latter and I and, and any of us ever felt like a player that played for you didn't feel like you generally cared about them and their life. So it's going the extra mile, right? And that's what Coach Sweeney from Clemson Football said. It's about, you know, the word love, accountability, same thing you said, but it's showing them. He, he mentioned every time you're in front of a young person is extremely important. You can't take it for granted. Always an opportunity to influence. Is that something you keep in mind? Like every interaction means something. Yes, 100%. And we all should. You know, we all, none of us are getting younger. You know, so everybody in life should be maturing um, and hold themselves more accountable and become better at handling adversity. Or, you know, as a coach, if you have a tendency to not have patience, learning more patience, things like that. But you're right, like constantly remind yourself, okay, what you say is important, how you say it is important. And then are you walking the walk? Mm. Like, because, you know, I mean, the example is the teammate. You know, you got a guy that's a captain. He's not walking the walk. It's going to be hard for you to look at him as a captain. Sure. Um, so I think all of us as coaches, you know, that's a huge responsibility. Like Billy Graham said, you know, a coach has a, I mean, really in a year can have more impact on a kid than a lot of people will their entire life. Sure. And that's, that's a pretty big deal that, that you can't take lightly. Coach, we're coming up on time, man. This is, uh, I could talk to you obviously all day and night. I could tell you're passionate. It's just, it's, it comes through just so clearly. You know, a lot of kids, a lot of parents want to, you know, take advice. They're going to listen to your words and, and try to apply it. And I think it's interesting that, you know, kids want to look at the swag. They want to look at the glitz and glamour, uh, the sexiness of college sports or pro ball, whatever it is. If you're talking to, you know, would-be recruits or kids that aspire to come play at North Carolina or to play college ball in general, what would you want them to look at when watching the Tar Heels play? What characteristics about your players would you want them to pay attention to to help them maybe put themselves in the best position possible? Yeah, I would say, you know, we've, we've been talking about this a lot as a team. Um, this fall we did and this preseason is, okay, you know, we, we want to be known at Carolina baseball is the blue collar hard work because I firmly believe that hard work always pays off. Um, you know, because you're going to, that hard work is going to carry you when you leave here, whether or not it's in baseball, whether or not it's in business, whether or not it's being a better husband, um, being a better father. And because within that hard work, you know, becomes the discipline. So we want to have a disciplined team that is very fundamentally sound, that does all the little things well, that puts a ton of pressure on their opponents. But we also, as you said, working hard on playing where it's clear that these guys love to play. Like, they, they play with energy. Um, they're not going to stop playing, regardless of the score. Um, and they're going to be able to do that and be consistent with it throughout the season and just as a program. Like, that's what they're going to be known for. And that's what I've always respected about winning programs is that, you know, like Dean Smith, all those years, his teams always were in the mix. And that's so hard to do, you know, have a team that's always got a chance. Even in their down, quote, years, they're pretty competitive and they can beat you. And that's something we take a lot of pride in here at UNC is, 
you know, we're going to, we're going to compete and, you know, we're, but we're going to do it the right way. Uh, we're not going to get caught up in, in what right now is necessarily the world's way of showboating, celebrating. We're going to play the right way. We're going to try to beat whoever we're playing. Um, and we're going to try to beat them good. Then after the game, you know, you, you have that respect and, and, and you separate the two. Compete like a savage, but have respect while you're doing it. I absolutely love it. And I've known firsthand that that's the way you were. I know when I played for you, man. Coach Forbes, Scott Forbes, University of North Carolina. I cannot thank you enough, man. Love you. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks a ton, Nick. Um, love you too. And, you know, I'm just thankful for, for what you're doing. That's Scott Forbes, head baseball coach for the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Thanks for listening to the Reform Sports Project podcast. I'm Nick Bonacore, and our goal is to restore a healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. For updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or check out our website by searching for the Reform Sports Project. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.